The Trader Cobb Crypto Show, talking business in blockchain. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Trader Cobb Crypto Show. I have with me, geez, this is a big guest that's come across into our space, ladies and gentlemen. We've got Thomas Kim, who's a CEO of True Digital. And I want to talk to him today about obviously True Digital, where he's come from, what his team's doing, and some of the exciting things within this space that has basically wrenched him away from Wall Street. So thank you so much, Thomas, for being on the show with us today. I appreciate your time, mate. Greg, thank you so much for having me. Really appreciate it. Excellent. So why don't we kick off with a little bit about you? Okay, I want to know what you've done, where you've come from, and why. Why on earth have you risked it all to come across to our space? Sure, I, I get that question all the time. Um, so, so uh, prior to joining the team, I was the chief operating officer for a small company called Bridgewater Associates, which is yeah. <laughs> uh, one of the largest hedge funds in the world. Uh, prior to that, I, I have a, a long history of, of, of being within the capital markets, one as the CEO of an agency broker-dealer and, and another as uh, uh, a member of the equities team within, the, within Lehman Brothers just before it collapsed. Uh, and then I have a lot of sort of history in fintech companies, having started companies, sold companies, and, and then prior to that, just sort of, uh, uh, you know, background in, in investment banking. And so I have, a, I have an eclectic background, uh, which kind of equips me to deal with an, an eclectic group of folks doing some awesome things. Um, in terms of why, listen, it's pretty simple. Uh, I think that banks in particular are in an inflection point uh, around payments and transfers where it's it's a bit of a, a broken model. Uh, too much friction uh, associated with being able to move money around uh, and then the cost associated with that both at the bottom line as well as sort of the people associated with it is, is high. All of that stuff gets translated down to, you know, corporates and, and individuals. And I think there's an opportunity to basically help improve and evolve that model that hasn't evolved very long. And so when I look at that and I look at sort of our exchange uh, and being the first to offer uh, at some point very, very soon uh, swaps, Bitcoin USD, it, it speaks for itself. Why not? Right. I mean, we really have an ability to be impactful in a, in a broad industry and uh, that excites me. Yeah, well, there's definitely a lot of disruption to be done within banking and payments. I mean, the payment side of things, it's not only is it expensive, not only is there so many layers you've got to go through to move your own goddamn money, it's also really, really, really slow. I mean, yeah. it prevents deals, it prevents trades. I mean, you look at some of these clearing houses and we'll talk about what, what True, Di um, sorry, True Digital is doing at the moment because effectively it's helping to speed up the process to clear. I mean, if you've got, if you want to be on your London, if, if we're in here in Sydney, for example, and you've got traders on your London desk and they need a little bit more, or you want to clear over there, it, it, it's just so difficult. It, it takes so right. much more time. And if you're a hedge fund in Australia and you want to clear over there and you've got a, an overnight desk here in Australian hours, Unless you're a multinational that can clear across your own bank, you, you're just about cooked. It's, it's just too difficult to do. So actually, let's jump into that. With True Digital, I just touched on one of the things you do. Let's have you introduce True Digital and what you guys are actually doing. Because it appears to me that there are two different elements within the business. Right. It's these two different things. Uh, one, the payments and transfer and uh, the exchange. 
they're intricately woven together in one ecosystem. And you hit the nail right on the head. I mean, think about, you know, as a crypto trader, right? Uh, right. Those markets are never asleep. No. Right. And so, so as, as some of these, these things move, uh, as they do from time to time, think about, you, you just can't wait until the next morning when, when traditional banks open to be able yeah. to actually go do some of these transactions and settle. And so, this is just one interesting facet of of the outcomes of of why we're relevant and why why what we're doing is so interesting. And so, to take a step back, at the end of the day, we're a fintech company that that has an ecosystem one that allows uh, banks, uh, technology companies, whomever it is, to use our platform to tokenize mm. uh, an asset and digitize it. And through that digitization comes the ability to move and make uh, whatever transactions or payments that you need to make instantaneously. And so on a real life use case of, of how, uh, you know, a firm is using our system, it's, it's, a, it's a bank. A bank is, is basically taking our system and it's allowing its deposit customers to basically peg to its fiat currency, create corresponding coins, mm -hmm. right? And through those coins, I can make trade, uh, sell. I can I can I can use those trends, uh, use those coins to basically uh, buy things, settle things, transfer things, and then when you tightly weave that into uh, our exchange, mm. well, you can see it, right? And so, of course, it makes perfect you know, sense. So if if you've got the ecosystem for payments and transfers married to an exchange, then you got the ability to trade instantaneously. Yeah. Right. Yep. Okay. And, and that's Sorry. One of the things, sorry, one of the things I wanted to ask about, I mean, when you talk about the exchange side and you talk about the clearinghouse and whatnot, let's discuss this. Are you guys sort of going into the security tokens market? Is, is that where you're headed as well? Like, obviously, we see what's coming in security tokens and digitizing certain asset classes that have low liquidity. Uh, of course, one of the most obvious uh, currently is, is, you know, commercial real estate. It's, you know, if, if I want to have a portfolio in commercial real estate and across, but let's say, you know, blue ribbon um, international real estate, which, you know, an apartment in, you know, Fifth Avenue penthouse, I haven't got 80 million US to go and buy that and have that as part of my portfolio. I don't have $500 million to buy those blue ribbon assets. But what we can do is we can digitize that through a token offering, which is secured back to the underlying asset. It might only be 10% of the actual, the actual property itself. But what it does is it opens up liquidity for the owner. It opens up liquidity for the developer. And it also provides or can provide a yield asset as well, bringing therefore more people in. It's got to be good for the market, right? It's so cool, right? And so the short answer to a very interesting thing is we're absolutely moving in the direction to offer our technology for those types of firms yeah, offering like those types of right? And so we, we, we are agnostic in terms yep. of how the technology is used other than the technology is used for those purposes. It's designed for those things. And so absolutely, whether it's that or the power industry or or commodities or mm. an airline company that, 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 that's interested in figuring out how to deal with its exposure in oil or whether or not it wants to figure out different ways to basically deal with payments from their clients for airline tickets. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the vertical application of the technology suits all those things. Yeah. Um, and, and the explosion that's happening around us to basically you know, use the platform to do those things is happening because 
because that's what's happening in the in the, in the global economy, right? They're 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 looking for more interesting ways to solve this problem, and and you know even today we got off of an interesting call with you know a, a large technology company that wants to monetize uh, some of the ways that it's basically offering some of its services, and so you hit it absolutely. You know, that, yeah. that is, I believe, the future. And we're seeing it, right? Oh, it's Whether happening. It's you can't, I, I spoke, spoke to a guest a couple of days ago who said something along the lines, you know, um, whilst people and, and uh, government are saying, well, we're not sure if this should happen, it's happening. The second you say not, it doesn't matter. You can't control this. You can't control progress. Progress happens whether you like it or not. You either get with the program or you get left behind. And, we're and it's seeing- funny because it's, it's funny because it's like, um, you know, it's, it's usually interesting how these things mature. And so, you know, at some point it was like, uh, I don't know, can this thing happen? Let's, let's kind of wait and see. Let's see who does it first. Uh, it's always interesting when the academics are now coming out and saying, you know, you know, federal banks, federal reserves, they need to, they need to adopt this because, mm-hmm. you know, and so this movement is happening in the background and we're just so delighted that, that you know, it's, it's happening around us. And so, yeah, yeah. you're absolutely right. I'll tell you what's really fascinating is a lot of people, are, are, they're fixated on price, all right? People that have come into the space and they're speculators, that they're investing, they're whatever you want to call it, they're, they're totally fixated on what the price is doing. Now, we're in fortunate positions, myself included. I get to speak to wonderful people like you. So I get to learn a lot from speaking to you know, a lot of people in different parts of the ecosystem. So I am a little bit more privy to what's going on behind closed doors. And what I'm seeing a lot now and hearing a lot of now is there's a lot of building going on. Without the hype of the market going berserk, it gives the right teams the opportunity to actually deliver on some of the things they've been saying. And due to that, we're seeing uh, almost a boom in private equity and VC, uh, trying to find, reach out and grab the right companies that are there that have a revenue plan, not just yeah. a token plan, hey, we're going to go to the moon one day. They're actually looking for businesses that are established in the space that are actually there to fulfill and solve a problem that is real and exists and it's only going to get bigger as the space grows. So behind closed doors, a lot more institutional grade money from the, from the lower middle and higher end of town is really, really active. And of course, people aren't going to see that in price right now because the deals are done behind closed doors. Are you agreeing along those lines as well? Absolutely. And that's what we're seeing, right? And so uh, the reality is, is that uh, as large institutions realize that they have broader problems and in a decentralized way, you know, blockchain can kind of, you know, solve those problems in a more practical way. Mm. I think that that it's, it's no longer becoming like this conceptual notion of could it, you know, or when or who it's now becoming, they're seeing it happen yeah. and what we're doing, they're seeing what we've done. And so, so it's happening behind the scenes and that's just drawing more interest. I'll give you an example. It's like, so think about a large multinational bank that has, I don't know, uh, reach businesses in 20, 30 countries, yeah. right? All in different currencies. And so think about the, 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 the problem that they have to solve in terms of, of, of optimizing and reconciling all of their positions in, in these different currencies and these transactions that are happening every single day at such a big quantity, mm. right? That's a daunting thing, both from yeah. an infrastructure perspective and a regulatory perspective. And so, so you know, blockchain for all intents and purposes is perfectly designed and situated to go and help solve those problems in a 
practical way, yep. all it contained in, in a private sort of setting that that banks could get comfortable with. And so, so this is just one example of of what the technology can solve for that we're just now past the. I say olden days, but even for us in, in, in our time, it's like I can remember even a year ago where, where there's just people are just kind of like in a herd mentality waiting to see, mm. right? And now it's changing because there, there's so many innovative companies outside of us that are doing these amazing things with the technology that are, like you said, solving real-world problems, which is what it's designed to do. Yep. That's and, it. Uh, and it, and the momentum is just picking up, which is awesome. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. It's for me. This is right now. It's much more exciting than 2017 because 2017 was just a hype cycle. Look, we'll probably go through another one. Don't get me wrong, and that'll be fine. You know, I'm I'm cool. Like, give me that bullish market again, and let me trade the hell out of that bad boy, and uh, you know, yeah, I'll be laughing. Um, yeah. But for now, there's a lot of building, and I'm really enjoying seeing what's going on in the background because without that building, we can't take the next step. It needs to scale, and the only way for it to scale is more smart people, more smart business, more investment coming in and empowering the people intelligent enough with a plan to execute and allow it to scale. And scale yeah. comes in many different ways. It's not just adoption. It's not just price. It's not just the ecosystem. It, it's it's what's well, the entire ecosystem. But there's so many different areas that need to scale for this to truly take us to the next, I guess the next revolution. We are in the middle of it right now. It's not being realized and that's why there's still plenty of opportunity out there. So right. speaking back to the exchange side of the business, because obviously the clearing is probably more major institutions to help them to facilitate those deals faster, easier, more efficiently and cheaper. Um, yep. Coming to the exchange, what's your target market at the moment? Who are you really after on that exchange for now? So on the on the crypto derivatives exchange, uh, we're we're going after sort of the the prop traders, the 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 traditional asset managers, the hedge funds, the alternative traders. We're going after the whole the whole gamut yep. uh, on one side of the trade, uh, and then we're we're actively working with market makers and PBs and uh, on the other side of the trade. And so. Uh, uh, and so, and so I think the big thing is is that there is a shift that's taking place where historically there's been a lot of this demand that was offshore, mm. right? And now uh, with venues like ours popping up that are now regulated by you know the CFTC as as one one organization, uh, we're seeing this this movement or this adoption of people interested in that particular setting because it's getting them the comfort that one. It's a yeah. real regulated thing yeah. uh, that that they feel comfortable, uh, you know, trading against. Yeah. Uh, versus versus, it's a wonderful market outside of of that regulated space. There's a lot of activity going on, but certainly on an institutional side, they feel a little bit more comfortable dealing with this piece. Makes sense. Uh, and, and we're seeing that, and and we're excited to be offering that to 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 them. So with the, when it comes down to the actual product, obviously there's a lot of different ways that traders act. Some are fundamentally purely, some are just hedging. You know, some might just want some exposure to hedge against the future, really. I mean, that's an option as a trade. And there's other people like me that read charts. They, they make decisions based off of price action. Are you housing on the exchange your own platform for which people can read their charts, get their information? Or is it more of just a, a broker type situation you're working with? Uh, so a little bit of both and so um, and so on one side we're delivering index prices that are useful 
uh, to our client, certainly as we go past swaps and into uh, you know non-deliverable forwards and, yeah. and spot for that matter. And so that we've we've pushed out early so that people can feel it, touch it, use it, get comfortable with it. Yep. Um, so that that's one piece, and then there's just the uh, on the the call it the the swaps themselves. I think listen at the end of the day, we're we're trying to make it available to as many people as possible. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and and get them to to really adopt to it in, in a quick fashion. So I think we're 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 pretty close to to making that happen. So is it, I mean, when you, you've got the swap yourself, right? You've got the data, you've got the pricing, you've got the modeling, right? So are you right. kind of looking to be somewhat of a similar model to like ICE, for example, ICE lists a dollar index of TF. They've got their own products that are there, but then they go and sell that data onto TradeStation, for example. And then me as a client of TradeStation then pays for the feedback to ICE through TradeStation. Is, is that a model you're also looking at? So you can use your data across whatever? Absolutely. And so, yeah, so uh, we, we, we fully democratize sort of the whole notion of data. We want to make it available to anyone uh, that needs it. Uh, and so we will make it available to the mass market uh, to yep. the extent that we want it. Uh, and so, uh, so absolutely, absolutely. Okay. And for anyone who's wondering, sorry, the DX is the dollar index and the TF is the Russell mini, just to be aware. Right. And then in terms of ICE and, and the stuff that they're doing, I mean, listen, we're, we're doing similar things at the level of, hey, we want to make products available. And so uh, I think we've just been very fortunate to be able to be in a position to get these, for example, these swaps out soon. Mm. Uh, uh, and so uh, we, we, we benefit from being a little bit uh, first to the market on, on these institutional uh, crypto swaps. Yeah. Well, absolutely. And I, I think that you'll, um, you know, I wish you the best success. I think you will have it because there's definitely, you know, when it comes to institutional funds and you're trading somebody else's money, uh, you can't afford to lose it without having followed through. I mean, look, everyone takes a risk. All right. But you talk about the loss side when you're a trader, not the win side, because the loss is what you've got to spend all your time making sure you maintain the bottom line, right? You've got to manage your risk at all time. Now, if you went across and you started trading, let's say you use one of the exchanges out there right now that are not regulated and you would have a big hit, lose a bunch, all that business goes out. It just disappears. You can't come back to your investor and say, oh, sorry about that. Cock that up. But you can, if it is regulated, you can say, look, we just had a hard time. That's okay. As long as it's through the doorway of regulation and you stuck to your rules and you stuck to, um, you know, the regulation that governs your particular business, it's okay. You're not always going to win. So I think you're going to give people the opportunity, give these institutions the opportunity to actually start to become part of that space and therefore mold and structure products, offerings, raises, funds, new funds will appear because they know that now they can give their clients somewhat safety or safety through regulation um, and they can actually have some exposure to what is uh, a very volatile market and a good hedge against the future. Yeah. On, on a very fair and equal footing. And that's yeah. the key, right? Yeah. And so that's, that's one of the beauty of being regulated is that, that, that it gives everyone an opportunity to step into the ring on the same foot. Yeah. Right. And it gives everyone the opportunity to use, assets and data and whatever knowledge and wherewithal that they have to make decisions mm. uh, that, you know, that aren't really tilted to one place or the other. Yeah. Right. And that's key. And so uh, again, I think that, uh, you know, from, from true digital's perspective uh, it's a real value proposition when you're 
weighing the regulated versus unregulated space, which mm. I'm not necessarily saying, hey, one is better than the other for every single reason. No. But certainly it's a new venue that I think will attract additional uh, players and as a result drive additional liquidity in a space that is very exciting. So, uh, so we're very pleased with that. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm all for it too. Final question. So what's the future? What's the outcome? What does a win for True Digital look like in your eyes? When can you sit back and go, wow, look at what we've achieved? Right. And so on the payments and transfers, the tokenization side, it's like, you know, I want to create a network of banks and, and companies that are effectively uh, growing an ecosystem where they can interact with each other in a, in a free, frictionless kind of a way, mm. where the banks themselves, more importantly, have adopted a new way of basically doing these transactions for themselves, for the benefit of their clients. So a global network that basically does that. On the exchange side, listen, we're, we're going to offer the first uh, Bitcoin, Bitcoin USD swap. We're going to continue adding more currencies through time. We're going to work with uh, regulators to, to punch out NDFs. Uh, we're going to continue to work with regulators to then punch out spot. Uh, you know, and, and I think given the type of, of, call it OTC derivables that we're going to do, it's going to set us apart from sort of the other regulated crypto derivatives that are more sort of, you know, offering fully clear futures. And so I think, uh, the success on that side will be we're punching out more products faster than anyone else. And we've got a lot of folks that's trading on that on a daily basis, utilizing now the, the broader ecosystem, which the ecosystem was designed to do. So uh, I think when we speak next, uh, I will either have hit the mark and done that, or I will have failed miserably, in which case we'll be having a different conversation. <laughs> well, you wear your heart and your sleeve on that one, mate. You've got to, uh, you either do or you don't. There is no try, right? <laughs> yes, absolutely. So look, mate, uh, it's been great speaking to you, Thomas. Where can, uh, where can the good people, viewers and listeners find out more information about True Digital and yourself? Well, they can go to uh, our website, www.truedgtl.com. Uh, and, uh, you, know, you know, we'll click into that and uh, you know, we'll, we'll put up as much uh, updates and information on that as possible. Well, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you, Thomas. Likewise. Thank you so much for your time. Ladies and gentlemen, Thomas Kim, CEO of True Digital. Go and check it out. We'll speak to him again down the, down the line and uh, get a progress report from you, mate. So thank you very much for being a part of it, ladies and gentlemen. Enjoy your day and bye for now. Thanks so much. The Trader Cobb Crypto Podcast is hosted by Craig Cobb. All Trader Cobb courses, products, and tools can be found at tradercobb.com because experience matters.